And welcome everyone to the weekly walkthrough H-Town coming to you from the hub of the community, the Heston Public Library, recorded with podcasting equipment, sponsored by USW Local 11228. Hi, Susan. Hi, Rusty. See, I can do that from memory. It is impressive. I've done that enough that I, I probably could do it in my sleep. Do you? No, I hope not. Okay. <laughs> I, I hope not. All so right. I don't, I don't know if anyone would, I don't know if I'd know that if I talked to my sleep or not. Yeah. Yeah. It's good to be together. It is. It absolutely is. We've been a little bit delayed and we're back and we've got all kinds of things going on. We do. And um, yeah, it'll just be interesting to see how things unfold this week because there have been, um, had a couple of busy weeks. And Very much so. Now it's still hot. And so then. I'm so tired of this. Yeah, I am beyond tired of this. It's It's supposed to be getting cooler and we're not. We don't get rain. It's just warm. It's like. Indian summer extended and we don't know what's going on and and mother nature hates Kansas or just feels that way right yeah. now so. we, we probably need to have a climate summit can we do that on the podcast is that too political I don't know okay I don't, that's beyond that's above my pay grade or my headspace or whatever so well, well, we're, I'm really excited to have Sulane and Grant from Heston yes. College join us today and um there's a lot going on around the community, and there are always important things going on at the college. And so, should we dive in? Yeah, I, I'm betting that they're at least ready to relax a little bit after the hecticness of the homecoming weekend yeah, this weekend. That's so. true. Homecoming, no matter where, it is always exciting. But then afterwards, you have to catch your breath a little you do. bit. You do. So, Celine, let's begin with you. You have some beautiful bookmarks or oh. something there in front of you. I'm like, oh, too bad this isn't a television show. But um, you, you're entering your fourth year at Heston College. I don't know why when I was interacting with you earlier, I was like, oh, it's just your second year, but you've been here four years. So how's that all feeling? Oh, it feels really good now. <laughs> yes, I feel like I've, I finally kind of have a handle more on um, what I'm doing, and I've really gotten to know uh, the people on campus, and so I'm loving it. Good. Would you say you're a seasoned vet or a marinating vet at this point? <laughs> <So>. <laughs> oh, I'm a lifelong okay. learner. Right. I perfect. still have things perfect. to learn. Perfect. Yeah. Well, that's good. I, you know, I can't remember if last time when you were here, you gave us just a, a nugget about where you have been previously and what your background is. So if you don't mind, can you just say a little bit about your, your story? Right. Um, well, I previously came from Central Christian College in McPherson, okay. and I actually still live in McPherson and, okay. and come here. Um, I have a background and degrees in musical theater and uh, theater and English education, and I went to uh, KU to receive my master's degree. Wonderful. Well, so you have some productions. Yes. How long out do you select those? We start thinking about it in the spring, what okay. we're going to do for the entire year. So we had these picked out last spring. Okay. Very so, cool. So there's one this weekend. Yes. So Steel Magnolias um, is that fun classic play that um, everybody really loves. And it opens on Thursday um, and it goes until Sunday at one or at two. Sorry, is our matinee performance. Okay. So yes. was that, was it a book and then a play and then a movie or what's the it was, order? It was a play first. And then they made it into a movie. I think that was in 1989. And um, then it's kind of been back to stage. Okay. I love that. And I, when you said 1989, I'm just like, oh, my word. And it had fabulous actresses in it. It like did. Shirley MacLaine and, yeah. and Julia Roberts. Yep. Um, but I have to say our, 
our girls, they're pretty good, too. They're, good. they're, <laughs> they're doing an excellent That's job. That's wonderful. Uh, my colleague, Rachel Jancy, is directing that. Okay. Play. And so how many of the people having roles in that are returning students, or do you have some that are freshmen? Uh, we do have some that are freshmen, um, and it, it's equal. We have some that are freshmen and some that are sophomores. Okay returning. Uh, tomorrow will be their kind of first uh, opening, soft opening for a matinee. We have 90 high schoolers coming for a theater fest tomorrow and from 10 different high schools. So we're really excited about Neat. that. They get to attend workshops and um, eat on campus, kind of walk around campus, get to get to know some of the um, students there, and then they're going to see a matinee performance of Steel Magnolias. That sounds like a perfect way to get everybody ready. So what are the other productions this year? Uh, in December, we have a Christmas Carol that will be on December 2nd. And then our spring musical is Little Shop of Horrors. Uh, then we will do a pen to paper performance. And then at the end, graduation weekend, we'll have a theater showcase. Okay. Nice. So, how, Rusty, how much do you love A Christmas Carol? It's up there. It's up there. I, I've, I've always liked it. Yeah. I've always liked it, so it's up there. Yeah, I do too. I like it a lot more than a Christmas story. I'm probably going to get get in trouble for <laughs> some that, hate but, mail. Yeah, but I I like it better than a Christmas. Yeah, story. Yeah, I, I do too. So when I was teaching, uh, that was one of the parts of the curriculum, and of course, I always had to do it in December. And yeah, it's a very interesting and important message. So that pen to paper. Yeah, I was you you beat me to it. I was going to ask a little bit about well, that. Well, I that, I yeah, I have a confession. I participated a couple years ago, oh, but Celine, tell us about. What the pen to paper? Well, you can probably fill me in more than uh, fill us in more than um, more than I can because we've actually this will be the first year that we've done it while I've been there. Okay, okay. and um, that'll be one that Rachel Jancy uh, is in charge of. So um, people write their own plays and submit them, and then we are able to perform and act them for the community. I am so in. I'm so I think I would in. only have to just recycle my old one, but talk about getting hate mail. <laughs> Mine was called The Frame Shop, and it was about a misunderstanding in a frame shop when Ivanka Trump came in and said, I would oh. like to frame my <laughs> husband. <laughs> Do I have the name right, Ivanka? Yeah. Do you, yeah. I feel like I don't. I, is it her, her the, hit, current, the current wife? Yeah. Melania? Melania, yeah. sorry. I, it was I very, very track. politically charged. But, I mean, they prefer put it uh, you know out there and nobody came to my door so anyway I digress so to, um, you have some students returning talk a little bit about how that um, that sustainability in a program how important that is and um, you know how Heston College Theater Department really um, values that maybe yeah we do we have several students returning in fact we have one student who's a senior now um, he's an aviation major and he's been with us for four years um, so he's been such an important, um, almost mentor, and yeah. and provided such leadership to the to the incoming freshmen and sophomores. He's actually the stage manager for the this current production, um, and we have a returning student from Paraguay who speaks four languages, um, and so she is just a really awesome addition um, to the program as well. So we have we have several, and we have I could go on and on. Mm -hmm. <laughs> we have another student who um, is in her second year. And she's um, a nursing major. And I think just having their sort of guidance and um, the wisdom that they have <laughs> just from that one year um, is, is so great to see and to see how they have matured and become not only better performers and technicians, 
but people. Oh, that's wonderful to hear. That is. And and when you think about, I guess I tend to think kind of narrowly, but, you know, somebody in aviation, but also theater, nursing, also theater, that is the benefit of a small liberal, liberal arts college mm-hmm. where you can still continue to do multiple things. And I'm very grateful for that because many kids have had these positive experiences in high school where they are um, dipping a toe in a lot of different, um, I'm going to use a mixed metaphor, but anyway, uh, many different places. And so then I think that is nice to be able to not have to um, set that on the shelf at age 18. And I think a lot of times the people who can tell the best stories and who are the best performers are ones who are, you know, exposed to so many different things in life and have all of those rich experiences to bring. Yeah. Well, you also teach communications, and Rusty has a deep interest in communications. I do. I have a degree in it, so yes. (laughs) Oh, no. So I do have a degree in communications. So tell us about that. Like, what are the main skills that our listeners could be fine-tuning or what, you know, what are your little pointers on that? Right. Well, I think that uh, in today... Um, with the use of social media and um, students are on their cell phones a lot. I have two teenage daughters, so I can be in the same room with them, um, but not actually feel like I'm spending time with them because <laughs> they're, they're on Snapchat. So I think more than ever, um, getting that foundation of communication still skills is really important because that's how we form the human connection. So um, I think that finding out how we can relate to others and seeing what we have in common um, makes us communicate better, yeah. we become better listeners, uh, and just actually forcing ourselves to make eye contact again um, is a really important thing. It is. It really it, it really is. It's mm-hmm. just communication. I think sometimes the art of communication has fallen by the wayside with social media in, uh-huh. in, in aspects, in some aspects. And I, I think that today's generation, the younger kids, I think might be even benefit to read a book now and then once in a while too, <laughs> just mm-hmm. to, just to embrace themselves and what words can convey and what words mean. And, and those meanings that we have in, in this, in the written word, especially. Mm-hmm. So, And I, I try to, of course, I want my students to do become great public speakers, mm-hmm. but more than anything, I want them to be able to sit down with someone and have a good conversation, whether that's in an interview or, um, or whatever that looks like. Yeah. Yeah, I think there it continues to be an emphasis, certainly locally in our school district, on kids' um, authentic literacy. And, and we have programs, our little second-grade kids do um, these activities in the spring where they dress as a pollinator, and they put on this show, for lack of a better word, and people come around and walk up to them, and they explain, I am this insect, and here's what I do. And that's second grade. So yeah. it... it really is it's probably easier if we expose people to public speaking early yes before they can develop the fear or am i just imagining that yeah well i i agree i agree and just um also exposing them to all sorts of kinds of communication Mm -hmm. um not just not just oral communication in front of a a large crowd too as well Mm -hmm. so today i actually took my speech class to um, hutchinson to see aaron ralston speak i literally just came back um, and so I don't know if you know who Aaron oh, yeah. Ralston is. Tw- yeah, uh-huh. 127 uh-huh. hours. 127 hours. And he wrote the, the book Between a Rock and a Hard Place mm-hmm. about when he he had to amputate his arm when it was caught in a boulder. Yeah. Oh, now that you say that, I remember. Yeah, that. Yes. Okay. And um, and so I just wanted them to see 
uh, first of all, someone speaking in a huge arena like that, but someone who has told their story for 20 years, mm-hmm. what that what that is like. And I, he, had, he did an excellent job. Just, yeah, it was, it was a really great thing to see. That's very important and, and how wonderful that you could take them on that um, field experience like that as a part of, yeah. That's cool in college to still yeah, it, it it really is, and I bet I bet that was just a an amazing story for the whole the entire time too. So yeah, we had to take we took two buses, and going over there, you it was there was constant chatter, uh-huh. and, and they were laughing and having a great time, and the message was so powerful that on the way back, everyone was just kind of silent, soaking uh-huh. it in. Mm, that's neat. Well, Celine, what else do you want to tell us about? The college or, or your work, is, are there things that... I just want to encourage everybody. We have a great season this year with um, so many like popular, beloved shows. Mm-hmm. And I just want to encourage everybody to come out, um, to come to Steel Magnolias. That opens on Thursday. Uh, bring your girlfriends. Um, I think it'll be a, a great time. Or your mom or your daughter or, or your wife. Um, and then for A Christmas Carol is unique because we have several children in the community. Um, participating and staff from the college all right i i i wish that grant would have auditioned but he didn't show up (laughs) (laughs) but maybe next time maybe he'll come (laughs) as a ghost (laughs) that's right and and yeah i just i just really want to encourage people to come because we we can't do what we do unless um unless you're there and where where can people get tickets yes they can get um tickets online at the bookstore okay Heston College Bookstore Online. At the Heston College Bookstore Online, and there's a link. Okay. And this particular performance of Steel Magnolias is in the Black Box Theater? Yes. Which is in the Kime Center, if I... Correct. Okay. Correct. So... And I'm going to leave these bookmarks with you because you had commented on that. Thank Thank you. Yeah, and the Kime Center, for those who are still learning about our community, park in the big parking lot along Main Street, and then just look for a building that says Kime Center yeah, and yeah. walk over there. Yeah, it's right there on the north end of campus. It's hard to miss. Wonderful facade on the front. So, yeah. Right. Yeah, hard, very hard to miss. It says Kime Center in big letters. So. <laughs> yes, and you can also get tickets right there at the door as okay. well. Good to Great. know. Well, thank you, Celine. We really appreciate your Thank work. you very much. Thank Absolutely. You. Glad you're a part of the community. And we'll just turn over to Grant a little bit. Grant is newer on the Heston yeah. College campus. When was your first day or approximately? Um, I don't know. I don't remember exactly my first day, but um, sometime in January. Okay, yeah. so you've been here. You, you haven't seen every month on campus, but you're getting close. Yeah, so it was kind of it's kind of different in my job coming in, you know, just at, at the middle of a recruiting cycle right. in that recruiting year, um, and then just trying to sync up with all the efforts that are being done and adjust all at the same time. Um, yeah, it, it's it's kind of like the. A little bit of the Wild West right, right well, now. Well, certainly, yeah. Um, so your official stuff. title, share with our listeners. Yeah, so I'm the Vice President of Enrollment Management. Okay. Um, so what that means, I guess, uh, it's a fancy way of putting that financial aid and marketing and communications and admissions mm-hmm. would all kind of fall under the Enrollment Management Department. Okay. And words s- and numbers, lots of words and lots of numbers. <laughs> right, <laughs> exactly. Oh, man, Import- yeah, important stuff. Um, so what's your background before you came here? A little bit about yeah, your so journey. Originally, I'm from uh, a town called Bakersfield, California. Yeah, um, heard of it. Heard if of, you, it. <laughs> if you, next time you get a bag of baby carrots, just take a look at uh, 
the carrots and where they come from. Okay. And it'll say Bakersfield okay. on there. We produce about 90% of the uh, carrots for the U.S. Okay. That's the basic claim to fame. Okay. There's a whole lot else Really good on. eyesight in Bakersfield, right? <laughs> right. Exactly. Really good, All the really optometrists are yeah. out of work, right? Exactly. So I heard about, uh, I had a friend come out to Tabor College and play football. Um, and I said, well, if he's playing football, why can't I play mm -hmm. football? So I came out to Tabor College and played football and uh, got an education there, had a great experience. Um, met my wife was the, the highlight of that experience. And she's from Kansas. Okay. So this is where we stayed. All right. Nice. I, apparently, I'm not that good of a recruiter because I couldn't get her to come back to California. <laughs> um, or is she the better recruiter because yeah, she got you to stay? Exactly. That's kind of the, the, the running joke there. Yeah. So what drew you to this position on the Heston yeah. campus? So um, when I got done with uh, Tabor College, I actually had got into the insurance industry, and I'd worked in that industry for about six years. Okay. Um, and then God just had kind of different plans for me and opened up an opportunity for me to come back in the role, um, kind of heading the enrollment management at Tabor. And so I took that. We came back uh, and lived in Hillsborough, and I guess we still do live in Hillsboro. Um, and I ran, ran with that probably for about five years. Mm -hmm. And I just got to the point where I felt like uh, God had used my strengths to the best that could be used there and just kind of looked at... And I held my hands out and said, God, what's next? Mm -hmm. um, and literally the next day when that I'd made that decision, I got an email about this position at Heston College. And I, that's a pretty good sign, isn't it? Yeah. So, uh, yeah, you know, about a month goes by, several interviews, all those kinds of things. This was last fall. Um, and everything lined up, and I got started in January. And uh, we've been going really hard ever yeah, since. Yeah, and kind of, a, even for you being in Hillsborough, kind of a neat little drive back and forth, a great way to de-stress, whether you're taking seven-mile road or 13-mile road, depending on which one you want to go down. So, yeah, exactly. That, you're the first person that's actually said that, and that is exactly how I viewed it. Oh. it it's, it's fantastic because, you know, about halfway there, I just am in silence, mm -hmm. kind of de-stressing. And then the other half, I've got to turn on like some Metallica or something <laughs> right. to get right. ready because I got three kids at home that right. are like, right. where's Here, dad? Where's dad? Yeah. Nice. I like that. You've got to get that energy yeah. back up. Oh, man. So, what's um, exciting, but also challenging about trying to get 18 and 19 year olds to you know, engage and, and learn about your campus? Yeah. It, it's, um, I think the exciting part is if we all just kind of think back when we were that age. Um, and understand how important some of these interactions that these students are about ready to take place in um, actually are. And that's kind of what charges me up is knowing that the meaning that's going to come out of them actually discovering themselves mm -hmm. and discovering their passions and leaning into those passions and getting affirmed, um, you know, by peers and professors and other folks in the community, um, that's a really exciting thing because it's like we're at the point where we can see all of the potential for them mm -hmm. and a lot of times even more so than they can see for themselves. Mm -hmm. And I think that's something probably that's lacking in our society today is just people speaking into youth and being able to encourage them and give them a little bit of a 
just a push and a nudge and say, hey, you know, you've really got this unique talent. Um, you ought to look at leaning into that a little bit more and see where that takes you. Especially if it's not the chosen path. I mean, from my, like, I can speak from a perspective of being at Heston College and thinking that I was going to be an engineer and finding out that Matt and I weren't as good of friends as we thought. <laughs> that being said, we had also started The Horizon my sophomore year. And that writing was, I was a writing and it just kind of spoke to me. And now, now I write and I'm a, I got communications. And so, yeah, mm-hmm. that, that's very true. And, and you had those people, um, former faculty member Andrea Krauss, gently pushing and, and pushing saying, here, you have this, you need to embrace this. And, and that type of thing really speaks volumes. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think on the other side of that with the challenges, uh, probably the biggest challenge is that the challenges are never really the same. Mm-hmm. They are changing constantly with each generation. Um, and it's almost year to year, especially with communication. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it was like 10 years ago, oh, Facebook and Messenger. All right, great. That's mm-hmm. like the new frontier. And then it became uh, Instagram and Instagram Messenger and then a Snapchat. Mm-hmm. And then it's uh, um, TikTok. TikTok. Or as I like to call it, TalkTik because I don't. So there, yeah. So, <laughs> so there's all these different things to try to keep up with, uh-huh. and yeah, you got to kind of know how to engage in those platforms mm-hmm. the appropriate way because, you know, me if I'm contacting an eight, I'm sending them a snap like that's just weird. Yeah. Um, so you know, you start tapping on the shoulders of student ambassadors and uh, trying to just get other mm-hmm. kind of relevant digital content that identifies with them, um, but at the core. It's still about a relationship. Right. And that's the part that uh, I think that we do really well um, and that we're leaning into more as a staff is trying to get very good at building relationships with students and parents. Mm -hmm. And the parent piece is probably really just as as important as the student piece nowadays. Um, All the data and the market research that we get back is that students actually want their parents more involved now mm-hmm. versus probably in our generation it was like hey this is my thing i'm doing it you guys stay out um, True. that's how at least that's how True. i was um so the pendulum has swung that way back absolutely. to more yeah that's so interesting yeah i think it uh it, you know it's been a lot of it has to do i think around finances oh, sure. um, mm-hmm. just that you know anytime we have the federal government doing anything, it can never be simple. Um, <laughs> Unless I, it's shutting down. <laughs> I, yeah. Ironically enough, they're, they're doing a process right now called FAFSA simplification. And uh, I'm sure it's not simple. Yeah, I'm sure I'm, it's not I'm simple. Like, I'm like, are you just, just pranking us or something? Yeah. Is this <laughs> it's opposite day somewhere? Yeah, and, yeah. And, um, but yeah, being able to, I think, clearly talk about finances mm-hmm. and uh, just candidly talk about what the cost of an education is and versus the return on investment. Um, that's something that I think parents appreciate a lot of, and we're trying really hard to actually make that information palatable and accessible to uh, families. Yeah, I think that's important. Sidebar here, one time when um, my husband had a different career, he was director of admissions at a school nearby, and he said after school had started, he went into the cafeteria and sat down next to a, a student athlete and said, well, you know, you probably went on a lot of visits and so much, you know, to think about how did you finally choose 
I'll let you fill in the blank. And the kid said, well, I liked the food in this cafeteria better than any of the others. <laughs> it's like, you're making an X number of dollar decision based on meatloaf? But I know that you're getting into, you know, deeper things with your uh, kids well, that you're recruiting. You but know, and sometimes that could be the thing that And in all reality, I mean, it, 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 you're right. And, you know, especially with some of the student athletes, it's like, uh, you know, it it's a big deal. You're eating so many calories mm-hmm. from that mm-hmm. place. It's you, you want it to at least taste good. I think that's, that's fair. That's very that's true. Fair, fair enough. Well, I know I've read or heard recently the number of kids coming out of ha- Kansas high schools just keeps decreasing. And in the neighboring states, I think uh, the only state within any close proximity that has an increased number of high school graduating students is Texas. So how are you dealing with this um, shrinking situation and um, reaching people and and making certain that they at least give you a serious look. Yeah. So um, I think part of that is we've got to look at, okay, what are, Heston College is going through, you can call it growing pains or just a a adaptation. Um, You know, we're a college that has a Christ-centered community that wants to send people out into the world um, to work for God and his kingdom. And that's ultimately at the top of the list of what we want to accomplish. And that can take on any kind of shape or any kind of form. And traditionally, we've been an associate serving school. And we've got these bachelor degree programs now that have been, I think, set up and positioned and the framework laid out for us to kind of take those to the next level and lean into that more of a, uh, uh, as an identity point hmm. for us as a college. So um, one of the things, and just contrasting with Tabor College, since that's another institution I'd worked at, Tabor College doesn't have an aviation program. They don't have an engineering program. They don't have a nursing program. Mm-hmm. All three of those are very specific, and they're very um, high return on investment mm-hmm. kind of programs. So... Uh, those are very much in demand, even though there is a shrinking population overall. And that's something that I think we can differentiate ourselves, at least on another level, from some of the other schools that students are looking at, whether it's other KICA schools or regent schools. Mm -hmm. And we have relevant programs for those that are maybe looking at, they usually look at Wichita State or something for some kind of engineering um, that I think we can say, hey, if you really want a Christ-centered community to be a part of um, and you're not into the big school kind of thing, come give Heston mm-hmm. a look. And, you know, come. it's kind of like we got to get them to do some shoe shopping. You know, mm-hmm. you got to try on a shoe. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it, it's sometimes the shoe's too big, sometimes the shoe's too small. Um, and that's kind of how we guide our students that we're having relationships with uh, through that process is, we don't want them to just visit Heston. We want them to visit other mm-hmm. colleges. It's important to say to mm-hmm. them, isn't It'll it? It'll either make them think twice about where they were leaning and they, well, maybe I should look at Heston a little right. more. Or it'll just maybe confirm that, yeah, Heston is really where I want to be. I felt like a fish out of water at mm-hmm. WSU or K-State mm-hmm. or something like that. Good point. Well, you have some fun things going on. We heard from Celine about the theater things. Are there other things? I know athletics and all those play into it, but what are some better not miss events coming up 
Yeah, so I think for uh, most of my staff is on the road right now for the next month. Um, so they're going to be visiting all the, uh, they're called CACRO fairs. Um, so all of the whole circuit, they're going to be going around to all of the high schools and, you know, all the counties and uh, just visiting the students there and connecting with them. The uh, Probably the biggest event that we have coming up soon is on November 11th. We have our engineering day. And that's an event for parents and students to be able to come check out the engineering program, actually take part, look at all the facilities, the labs that have been set up, um, take part in a Q&A with the faculty. Also, they're going to be able to do a couple of experiments. Um, one, I, I, I basically kind of will describe they're, they're going to blow something up pretty much. <laughs> Um, be alert for for lack of a better way <laughs> to put it that day i miss it i'll miss it okay you know i'm kind of with you on the, the science and the engineering it's a lot of that stuff goes over my head but that's what i deduced it to is like okay well there's going to be some kind of a fireball or something um so yeah. that'll be fun also uh the robotics will be part of that visit too mm -hmm. so um, that's something that we're really hoping to uh, develop that relationship with heston high is kind of get that connection going with robotics so if we can get our robotics uh, club off the ground which we've got it going right now um, but just kind of developing that out more we've got some students that were already in part of that or kind of interested in that on scholarship right now but we also have more scholarships for those that are um, interested in robotics awesome. great at the college level yeah that's great well is there anything else um, there's all kinds of stuff, but, <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I, yeah, I, there's, I'm just excited to be at Heston. I think that, um, we're at a point where there's going to be a lot of exciting things coming Good. in the next two to three years, um, and just kind of cutting edge things, um, you know, especially with kind of where we're looking at how, how can we serve the community? of Heston, but also the greater uh, area and, and incorporate our academic programs, what the problems are in mm -hmm. actual industries happening right now and create a lot of uh, uh, net benefit and net positive for all those involved. Yeah. Grant, thank you. Thank My you. Pleasure. Thank you so much, Grant. Yeah. 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 Thank you. I can tell you're very called to this work, and I hope um, God will continue to empower and bless you in what you're doing because it's inspiring to hear all that. So a big thank you to both Grant and Salome. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Applause. The, the studio heard. audience. Yeah, it sounds awesome. Well, Grant, have a good day. Thanks. Feel free to stay, but if you need to get back, we, we want to release you to uh, your, the rest awesome. of your day. <laughs> yes. Thank you yes. both. Yeah. So, welcome. Jackie's in. We've got. I'm sure we've got a metric ton of library updates. Yeah, so our your previous guest was such a wonderfully eloquent person when it came to reaching young people. My approach is the Steve Buscemi meme of, <laughs> hello, fellow kids. Um, that's my entire approach to how I deal with it. Uh, and my one of the big things we've seen so much success with and is our after-school program. Right. Um, so we've, it, I just have my August data with, right, I know, right? So I have my August data with me and we only hosted four programs for after school in the entirety of August since, okay. you know, school started mid-month. Right. We only do it twice a week. Um, and we had 74 kids. Okay. That's so, getting it done yes. really quickly. 
And we are really excited that that is continuing. We are averaging between 18 and 20 kids every Tuesday and every Thursday. And the really cool thing is it's different kids. Like we have some kids that are interested and really love the art aspect of it and come and join us on Tuesdays for art. And we have a whole host of other kids that come in on Thursdays and join us for the STEM. And what I think is really cool is that now it's a different set of kids, but we're getting some cross pollination. Mm-hmm. And stereotypically, it started off that it was a lot of girls in art, and there were a more even mix of girls and boys in STEM. And now we're seeing some of those boys joining us on Tuesdays saying, Yeah, I that sounds kind of fun. I think I do Perfect. want to do crayon like melt it. art, or I, like I think it. I do, you know, want to engage in these more artistic and expressive forms. So that has been, I think, a major success. Another major success is Miss Carla uh, has joined our team. She's been mm-hmm. on our team for a couple of months now, and she is our newest employee. Um, she joined us as a whole new position. And then we had Miss April depart for a really cool opportunity. And we have stolen borrowed. We have borrowed. Procured. We have procured. procured. Uh, Miss Emma Cleaver, she is also at the Newton Public Library. And so Miss Emma has joined our team. So we have gone, thanks to the generosity of Heston City Council and the community, um, we, we have gone from a team of just five to we will be a team of seven in January because we're hiring the programming coordinator to help with after school to provide four days of safe, structured, supervised after school mm-hmm. uh, engagement. So I I really think that it's been such an amazing thing. City Council approved the budget um, at their last meeting and that was a huge watershed moment for us and I'm so grateful for their support. Um, and so we've got some really cool things. I just got back from conference. I spent uh, three days down in Wichita at the Association of Small and Rural Libraries Conference. And to say that I am excited and energized and have lots of ideas and things that I think will be cool to implement um, is a bit of an understatement. You always feel that when you come back from a conference. Right. Like you come back from a conference, you're like, I have giant plans. Yes. And you're like, no, no, no. Put, I've got so many battles I want to fight. No, no, no. Pick less. Put, put some battles back. <laughs> Put some back. Um, but it, it was really cool to, to be among peers and realize that small and rural libraries are holding the line. Mm-hmm. I mean, we are holding the line in our communities between our communities and misinformation, our communities and hunger, our communities and childcare, our communities and entertainment, our communities and internet access. Yeah. And it's it was a really enlightening and engaging time to spend among peers that it's like, no, we hold the line on so many different levels that goes so far beyond just, I need a book and a DVD. Um, so that was really, really cool. And I, I think it's, it's so interesting to hear. There was an entire session on podcasts and libraries. And right. I can't believe that they didn't have Rusty as the person. I know, yeah. right? Yeah. Where so it, Where was our phone call, Susan? Our, <laughs> our, we're a team. That's true. We're yeah. a team of two. <laughs> so it was really cool to be able to go to that conference and say, yeah, I mean, Heston Public Library, thanks to USW Local 11228, is on the cutting edge of what rural libraries can provide mm-hmm. for their community in terms of news. Um, other fun things going on. So September was National Library Card Sign-Up Month. Um, We've had lots of people coming in for library cards. And the Perfect. F- the most fun thing is that when people hear, you know, oh, I get a library card, um, 
you can check out 50 books. Great. And then you tell them about the expedition packs, and then you tell them about the hotspots, and then you tell them about the fishing rods and the tool library, and, and all of these different things that we offer that it's like a library card doesn't just get you into, yay, where's the latest James Patterson? Mm -hmm. But we do have that too. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but it, it really does open up a whole host of services. Right. Um, so yeah, it it's there's that going on. Our after school program. I'm sorry, I just keep coming back to it because it's just rocking, and I'm so excited to have Rusty join us. I will be um, in Is October. Is he going to teach fishing? No, I'm not going to teach fishing. Oh, so we're going to use communication skills. Uh -huh. Oh, there you we're, go. We're going to be rocking be some communication skills. I like that. Uh, there are radio dramas from the 30s through the 50s that are now public access. Okay. And so we are going to be working with, I call them my squirrels. Um, they're the 8 to 12 kiddos that come in after school. So my squirrels are going to be doing a radio, a radio broadcast show. And Rusty mm. over here is going to be helping facilitate that. Is and it going to be am, War of the Worlds? I don't know what we're going to do. I don't we know what it's going to be. We haven't There's... decided. We haven't decided yet, and we... We'll figure it out as yep. we go. We've got some scripts. We've got some old Abbott and Costellos. We've got Superman. <gasps> oh. Um, some of the old Superman scripts, the original ones, are now public, uh, public domain. There are um, a couple of circus scripts that are really funny that are public domain. There's some murder mysteries circus? that are public domain. So there was one that was called, like, Murder at the Big Top that oh, is okay. now public domain. Okay, so it's... Uh, I was just trying to figure out how good a circus be. But uh, right? If so it's like, murder. There's like the, murder oh, mysteries. Thank that are, goodness there's a murder. Right. There's been a murder in the building. Remember that line in the office? <laughs> Sorry. Otherwise it just gets boring. Okay. So anyway. more murder. Wait, no, I can't say that. More murder is better. No, 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 no. Um, no. <laughs> well, you can. More drama. We'll have to re-record go everything. More drama is better. Yes. Yes. yes cool. Yes, wow. That. This is exciting. So it's really good. And the other cool thing is that we have finally gotten, I, I say we're in kind of a post-COVID world now. Mm -hmm. um, when I look at my circulation statistics from month to month, mm -hmm. so like in, in August of last year, it was this month's circulation, in August of this year. And we're actually seeing, we had... Um, circulation increase by about 15 percent good deal that's so people, wonderful and here's the here's the better part so like i'm just full of good news right we see our we see our physical circulation increase by about 15 percent which is fantastic and our e-collection circulation has not dropped off oh, that's so good. Mm. so it's true it's not just a shift of utilization right. it's an increase in utilization people are reading more so yeah people are reading more and i think it's been it's been so interesting to go through, and we're doing a lot with the collection right now. Um, we have our cafe set up so you can buy books that need a new home. Mm -hmm. um, we're trying to, and those books, since they're by donation, if you don't have a card or if you don't feel like you can get a card for whatever reason, come to our cafe. There are still books available regardless of your membership, um, mm -hmm. so yeah. to speak. So, yeah, there's just... Right. We're so happy. We're so excited about it's the cool things. It's a happening things. place. We've said it before. Yeah. It's a happening place. The Aston Public Library is the hub of the community. Yeah. We're centrally located and kind of kind of really in a great spot, the hub of community. Yeah. I mean, and we see 100 and, let's see, last month, we saw 128 people every day on average. That's a lot. That is. That, so 180, a, a hundred, no, sorry, 128 is, people. That is a 30 day. million a thousand people. <laughs> We, you get, 
If you can do that math. I did that I was math. Say, you should have been an engineer. Yeah. You have the brain. A million thousand. Yeah. It was, it's really cool because it does end up being something like 30-some-odd thousand mm-hmm. footsteps the in year. the building yeah, throughout the year. Great. So when you have 10 times the population of Heston, when the, when the entirety of Heston comes through your door 10 times, mm-hmm. yep. every single person in town walks through. 30 million thousand. I said it. Yeah, Alrighty, it's we great. Covered we covered so it. It's just good that, that this is going well and that the energy, I can feel it, and I'm happy for you. Yes. And yes. for us, for our community, that's awesome. Well, and, and again, the the ability for my, my board to come together and to petition a council that was receptive and mm-hmm. a city that was supportive, you know, to have all of those pieces finally come together. Um, it has been a real privilege to work with a lot of these amazing people and for them to understand and see the mm-hmm. need. And now that we are able to meet the needs of our community in a way that lets us go above and beyond. In January, we are so excited. We're going back to our historic hours. So we're opening at nine o'clock in the morning every day in January. Wonderful. Like it's going to be, it empowers us to do so much. It's going to empower yeah. us to fulfill needs for after school. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a good good thing. Yeah, it's all, it's all good. It's, it's all, all good. good. It's all good. And I think another good thing is the Swathers are 500. That's true. The Swather football team back to 500 after after the win after the wild the Wild West shootout in the first quarter where it was 14-13 at the end of the first quarter and then Heston scored the next 36 points unanswered. So yes, the Swathers get back to 500, pick up the big win in the first game of districts that counted big. Mm-hmm. This week is not a district game; it's just with the, one of those fill-in games. So they go travel to uh, Kingman. It's really interesting. This week it feels like everybody's on the road. Oh yeah, yeah. Everyone's on the road ter- in terms of like Swather. Swather activities okay. are on the road, so they're they're taking a break from being at home. They're on the yeah, road. Yeah, but Heston travels, man. Everybody's got their car sure. gassed up. They they're ready to go. They well, do. and for those who cannot, you know, maybe see that as the most important thing. I'm not trying to diminish its importance, but good to know there's a theater production That's in true. town. There's mm-hmm. also, I believe, Dr. Garber has a yes. There's a concert coming up on. There's a concert coming up on Sunday. The the Central Kansas Master Crowd has a concert on Sunday. Um, gotcha. Yeah, we it's it's a happening it's happening. We got all kinds of stuff going on. It, yeah. Okay. Uh, state golf is on the horizon. In Zach Fry and the golfers, the golf course needs some volunteers. So if you guys want to be a scorer or help out in some fashion, get in touch with Zach. In fact, he wants to come on. He's got some happening stuff going on too out there. Okay. So they'll be on too. Man, if you're bored in Heston, it's your own fault. It. Pretty much is. I'll is. own that. I, I'm rarely bored. When I'm bored, I sleep or watch episodes of The Office. Okay. All right. Well, I think that covers everything. It does. It was All good right. to be together. It was. We'll, we'll hear you this, in a week. This has been the week we walked through H-Town, coming to you from the hub of the community, the Heston Public Library, recorded with podcasting equipment sponsored by USW Local 11228. For Susan Lamb, I'm Rusty Witcher saying we'll talk to you guys next week.